started, I'd like to pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we're looking at this difficult topic and understanding what it is that you want from us, why it is that we're here, God, we're looking at deep things like purpose. Uh, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to be able to see what it is that you'd like for us to see, um, that we would hear the things that you want us to hear, God, that we'd be changed, that we'd have a better understanding. God, I love you. I thank you. I trust you. I praise you. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Okay, so I'm going to start with two verses that are going to be kind of the key points of this whole thing. So the first one is Colossians 3.23, and it says, Whatever you do, work at it with your whole being, for the Lord and not for men. And the second one is Ephesians 2.10. It says, For we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance that we might walk in. And that's actually my life verse. So what are these two things, and what, how do I see these play together? So the first one there, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, right? And there's a lot of freedom in that. Uh, you can do whatever you want to do. As human beings, we have free will. And if you want to go be a construction worker, you have the free will to do so. If you want to go be a ballerina or if you want to go be a live streamer, those are all things you can do. On the flip side, almost seeming in contrast is Ephesians 2.10. And that says that we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared beforehand. It's as if God knows you better than you know yourself and he also knows the world better than anybody else. And he's working in the world and in you to prepare something beforehand, before you do it. Something good, not something bad. And if these are both true, then how do we navigate when we don't understand what it is that God wants us to do, right? If there is something that he's preparing ahead of time, then what is that thing? And on the flip side, if he's saying, whatever you do, meaning the what is kind of vague and open, you're open to whatever it is you want to do, then how do I decide what I do, right? And so this is why I say you, we, we together have to ask why and then what. I believe that we are all created for something specific, something prepared, something with purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. When we want answers, we ask what? And when we want understanding, we ask why? The best what comes after understanding the why. Asking God, what should I do next? Before asking God, why am I here in the first place is putting the cart before the horse. Consider that God can do all things beyond anything you can hope or imagine. He can do it. If that's true, why has he not already done the thing that you're requesting? God could easily do anything better than we could do ourselves, but we often focus so heavily on what he needs from us, what he needs us to do. God, what, what do you want me to do? And maybe not enough on why he does it this way in the first place. God doesn't need robots. He's not going to program in love. He's not going to say, make, make this person do this thing. Instead, he gives you free will. And love exists in that, right? It wouldn't be loving for a God to say, I programmed you to love me. I switched the one to a zero. And so instead, what he wants is people whose minds and hearts understand his purpose. He wants people with minds who strive to understand his mind to make decisions with that in mind. Let's ask God why we're here. And then what's our next step?
Let's ask God to reveal why things are the way that they are, and then we'll be well equipped to ask for the abilities to change that for the better. In Proverbs 4, 7, it says, the beginning of wisdom is this, acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. And Stephen Covey put it like this. He says, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Our goal should be first to attempt to understand the heart and mind of God. Why are things the way that they are? And then we will have acquired the wisdom necessary to interpret how, what, when, and where. We see examples of this time and time again in the Bible. I think of David who understands the heart of God and from a very young age he is making decisions with the idea that God is all-powerful and that he loves him and that he'll protect him. And when it comes time for him to make a very big step towards what would be considered death for most people, David versus Goliath, he steps up forward and says, I already understand why God has brought me here. I'm just going to do it and take the next step. And I think of Joseph who gets thrown into a, a pit, a jail cell, and he is there for seven years or so. And I'm sure there's many times that he would ask, God, what have I done to deserve this? What is it that you want from me? Was there something that I've messed up that I'm stuck here? And the reality is God is leading him into becoming something much, much greater than he could ever hope or imagine. Becoming a, a ruler over a large number of people, second in command over most of Egypt. First Peter 3.15 puts it like this, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that's in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. People will ask, what is your secret for hope? What is your secret for love? What is your secret for the joy that you have? And you have to first understand why that is so that you can give them a gentle and respectful answer. I'll give a personal example. In my life, I spent a lot of time working for very big companies. I've done work for Google and Nike, ESPN, Estee Lauder, Ted Baker, Cleveland Cavs, 76ers, Conor McGregor. I've done graphics with all of these companies. And I realized that what I was doing was specifically for money. I was doing it for fame. I was thinking about how I could get popular or maybe even just how I could do things in a way that people would respect me. And I never took time to stop and think about why I was doing what I was doing. If I had, I probably wouldn't have spent as much time doing those things because my reasoning was not the driving force of what I was doing. I was doing it for money and realistically I didn't care about money. What I cared about was purpose. What I cared about was seeing lives changed. And the thing that I spent most of my days doing was not doing that. It wasn't leading towards the direction that I wanted to head. And until I understood the purpose, until I read that Ephesians 2.10 verse that we are created for good works that he's preparing ahead of time for us, that there is something good that God has planned for my life, 
something that he's prepared me for and preparing me for that only I could do that nobody else would be able to do at the same level that I can do it. And that's true for all of us, that there is something that you are prepared to do that you are the only person that could do. And if anybody else was to do it, it would be secondary to the way that you would do it because God has made sure that you are the person for that thing. And I believe that that's true. We all have an upper calling, a main reason for why we were to do what we're doing. And that's that we're to make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is our primary calling. And then there's a secondary calling, a a thing that God has called you to do that will do this, but that it's specific for you. And when you can find what that is, everything else lines up. And it's like running a race with no brakes. You, You go nonstop towards the direction that God has called you. And I want that for everybody. I would love to see that all of us were able to say, I understand what it is that God wants for me to do in my life. I understand why he wants me to do it. I would love for us to all be able to say, I understand why God has put me on this earth. And now I can ask him, what's my next step? I don't need to know the whole plan because I already understand the heart and mind that God has given me. I understand the heart and mind of God. And so I'm going to align myself with the what to do the things that align with the why so let's pray and ask for that today dear heavenly father god i thank you so much that you have given us hearts and minds to understand god that we have free will that we can ask you questions that we have a direct line to you god thank you so much for that opportunity and i pray that as we're seeking purpose as we're seeking what it is that we do with our time. God, I pray that we would first seek why it is that we're here on this earth in the first place, that we would understand the intricacies that you have woven into us, God. I know that you have a reason for us. You have a purpose for us. It's intentional. And God, it's not going to be easy. I pray that we would first seek you so that we can make the decisions that we need to make knowing full well what the purpose is behind it. God, this may be the most important and difficult question that we could ever ask, is why am I here? I I pray that we would understand the why before the what, why it is that things happen the way they do. God, that we would seek to understand your heart, change our heart and mind to align with yours, and then we will be at a stage where we can ask what's the next step. God, I believe... Like you say in your word that we are created for good works. And I also believe that you're preparing them ahead of time. And so God, if that's true, and you have a purpose for each person listening right now, that you would reveal to them what it is, and that we would seek to understand why it is, so that we can move forward. God, I love you. I thank you. I trust you. I praise you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.